When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Well, my friend said, let's go to the woods and hunt animals. I'm like, why? Not really. yeah. Yeah. And also, yeah. I've seen too many films about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not coming home. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ben. Hello. And Anne. Hello. And as always, Helen. Hello. And we're going to be talking about the Netflix original film, Calibre. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us today we have Ben and Anne. If you'd like to introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell us a little bit more about your podcast and the work that you do. Uh, yeah, I'm Ben and I make a podcast which is all about music and meeting composers. Uh, I hang out with them, I chat to them about their um, music that they make and the process that they go through to make it and then basically I ask them to bring along an instrument and in the afternoon we basically write a track with that instrument and electronic manipulations of it so it's all like on the spot music making mm-hmm. and we basically only have a few hours to do it because once they go we're supposed to have the end result so yeah it's quite fun it's quite challenging um, mm. what's it called Oh, well, yeah, what is it called? <laughs> Remind me again, Helen? <laughs> Excuse the mess, yeah. So you literally, have you met these guys before, before you go into um, yeah, recording them? Yeah, most of them. Sometimes I send like a cold email to someone that I'm a fan of and they actually respond, which is often surprising because the ratio is quite, uh, yeah, not usually in the, that way. Um, but yeah, I, I have. And in fact, I'm sat opposite someone who... Is going to be on the next series. Ah, excuse yeah. me. Corralled. Corralled into Being it. corralled. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Sorry. bribed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, who is who's that someone? Hello. <laughs> my, <laughs> my name is Anne. Um, I'm a composer. I write music for film and television. And um, funnily enough, I happen to write the music for the film that Ben has chosen. Well, we'll, we'll get into that in a oh, second. Right. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. The music. Yeah, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Uh, uh, but that's all I need. That's all about me. There's nothing. Is that it? I mean, that yeah. seems like I mean, <laughs> I a lot of people. Cool, isn't it? Yeah. Not ma- writing music for films. Yeah. Not many people meet people who write film for. I, I mean, there must be a bit of a niche, a bit of a community with you guys, as you There's Daniel Pemberton, Pikachu, Pikachu, right? And what's her name? Michael A. V. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Well, she's known as Pikachu. Yeah, but she's known as Pikachu. And when you looked at me blank face, I was like, oh, no, I got the wrong Pokemon. <laughs> there's a lovely community in fact i was just speaking to ben today about how we're so lucky to have so many friendly composers Mm. who actually want to share 
their war wounds and um you know give support and yeah it's really lovely very lucky so it's really cool that it's the in terms of music the kind of standard charts people are talking about oh it's all it's all in turmoil spotify and streaming has like decimated everything but mm. films there's We've never been at a time there's been more films available, which means that you guys must be in higher demand than than even 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah, and such a variety of music that's being requested by directors and producers now. It's not your bog-standard film score anymore. You've mm. got everything from rock to electronic to classical, and it's really exciting. Yeah, cool. So we're here talking about Calibre, which is your choice, Ben. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us uh, two things? Tell us why? A, why you chose it, and B, a two-minute synopsis. I can try my best. Uh, so I think I saw this film on, like, you know, you get those hidden gems on Netflix Is, there, is there such a section? Because I never... No, no, not a genre or oh, a okay. sub-genre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you like, you know, when you struggle on Netflix, like, sure. what am I going to watch? This is choice paralysis. So yeah, go on, like, hidden gems. Just Google hidden gems on Netflix. Oh, okay. And it was on that list. And actually, weirdly, before I realized that you'd written the music for it, so it's yeah, it's like quite a like good punt to go for that film. So I watched it, loved it, and then yeah, discovered that Anne had written the music, um, and I thought, I don't know, it might be quite nice to do a different podcast with Anne, talk <laughs> about something that maybe she's worked on, um, and yeah, basically practice. So thanks guys for having me here to practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's in training. So this is a dry run for the excuse the mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, didn't, we didn't bring it. our instruments. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, um, we can sing. Well, I can load Nose up Garage whistle. Band, load up Garage Band, and just get the MIDI keyboards and start playing on that. Yeah. I like the sound of that limitation. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. I've got some corn nuts yeah. to crunch. Yeah, yeah. See, once beat. you think you about it, there it, yeah. are musical possibilities everywhere. <laughs> so, can you tell us what the plot of the of the film is? Uh, yeah, so there's it's basically like two old friends reuniting. You kind of get the sense of that from the beginning because one of them is being rudely awoken from his uh, pregnant fiance. They're clearly very in love, Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Seems like quite a sweet man. And then you meet Marcus, who um, uh, he's basically a bit of a knob, it seems. Um, and he drags uh, Vaughn away on this trip that he doesn't really want to go on. But it's clear that they've got history. They're good friends. And they want to go for a little hunting trip in rural Scotland. And I think they're like living in like city slickers in Edinburgh or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so um, Marcus is uh, dragging Vaughn along for this trip and they have a big party on the first time first night they arrive in this pub uh meeting lots of the locals who all seem to be a bit quirky and then um the next morning they get up early they're extremely hungover and they go hunting and uh there's an accident and i'm allowed i'm allowed to say aren't i so um vaughn is told take the shot of this deer on, yep. onto this deer um by marcus kind of like kind of pushing him into it and he loses focus for a second and ends up um shooting a child in the head <laughs> um yeah and then instead of doing the right thing they're kind of um panicked um the uh, vaughn goes up to this kid on the floor um starts you know being traumatized by it immediately um marcus disappears next thing you know the father of the kid shows up and a couple of seconds later after he's picked up vaughn's rifle and points at him this father gets shot and killed by marcus who is protecting his friend um and it's basically that kind of fork in the road moment where they're like uh what do we do here do we confess or do we try and hide it and they basically 
within this community try and keep it a secret. In fact, yeah. I think I saw on Netflix, they've got some crazy genres. I think it's in the category of keeping secrets. <laughs> um, yeah. Hidden gems and keeping secrets. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. It. Exactly. So that's it, basically. So what are your thoughts, Helen? Um, so I had not heard of this film before. Um, I do like a good horror. I mean, is this it's, a horror? Well, it's built. It's, it's kind of built as a horror, um, but it's not a horror horror. But there are some horrific, horrible mo- moments mm. in it. And um, yeah, I, I. It was one of those films that you just kind of know from the start that things are going to go very, very badly. But you just don't know how the like, where this they're is go. it. Yeah. yeah, and then the. Um, kind of the the moment that sets everything off you're a bit like oh shit uh, there's no way this is gonna turn out well for anyone involved and um it has kind of that the um the sort of the the natives of the area that they're in have got this very kind of strange are they trying to be friendly are they not friendly something there's something a little bit weird going on between them and you you've got that sort of on one side and then you've got the kind of the guilt and the the fear from the two main characters operating at the same time and there's some kind of quite enjoyable funny moments as well there's a kind of um a raw steak eating moment um which is Kind of, you know, you're juxtaposing with, with um, the the unfortunate incident that comes after they try and hide the bodies that they've shot, and and the raw steak. So there's there's nice little bits like that that I quite enjoyed. Anne, hello. So, <laughs> so so this is the film that you you obviously you said at the top of the show that you you scored this. Um, at what point were you were you brought in to score? Had, had the film been written? Had it been shot? Had it? What what was the uh, what was it the state? Been, I was sent the script yep. while they were editing. Okay. And I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really well written script. Um, and of course, that key moment, 15 minutes into the film, just completely, I just wasn't expecting that at all. And, um, and I just loved the feel of the script, which really comes through in the film. Um, and so I had a conversation with the director, who's a first time feature film director, Matt Palmer. We just hit it off really well yeah. and yeah so I um, had lots of conversations with him wrote some demos and they put them into the edit and then it just spiraled from there but yeah it was a really so fun were, one to work were they on. editing with your demos or were they editing with like a, a, like a like a safety track they both okay so I provided a demo with stems so mm-hmm. they were taking the stems and um, so some of my demos were a bit full and they were just stripping it back with some of those sounds and then I worked off that that so it was sort of back and forth uh, so what are your thoughts of the film when it came to fruition sorry what, my thoughts what, yeah um better than I thought it would be I mean I mean it would, uh it was brilliant I loved it sure and um uh everyone was quite excited because it was just a small indie film mm-hmm. made for very little money and it um, just became a little bit of a cult hit and especially because Stephen King tweeted about it and basically said you've got to watch it and then the New York Times saw that tweet and then ran a piece on it and it just it had a lot of hits on Netflix and then it won the Edinburgh Film Festival oh did it best film yeah last year I think it was and so um, it's just been a really great ride and I'm really happy for Matt and the producers because they really put a lot of years (laughs) into trying (laughs) to get this film off the ground and the actors are just amazing I just thought all of them they really make the film um that's part of the charm really is 
you know, how they portray these characters. Because I think this this went straight to Netflix in the UK, didn't it? Yeah. Because that's one of the things is like you, yourself, uh, Ben. You said this was uncovered when you when you were looking for hidden gems. Mm, yeah. Um, for me, it never featured in my Netflix searches, and if it had done probably didn't present itself as something that wasn't of interest mm. to me yeah uh, so i, I kind of wonder how, like, how it um how many people did actually see it. and I'm, I'm really glad that you did say you know it's, it's got attractions from stephen king's got awards yeah. from a film festival so i'm glad people are noticing it but it's still i think there is still that thing of netflix of getting films out to people um and it can they, easily be lost i think yeah. in netflix there are so many now yeah and um i think this one got very lucky with the stephen king um tweet sure but I think it was just word of mouth because it isn't a film that you expect it to be. With the cover, it looks a bit like it's pure sort of horror. Um, yeah. You know, two guys hunting in the woods. And it's just, uh, I think the plot twist is what really grabs people. Mm. And the just the feeling of the, the, the natives, as you say, in the highlands... Um, it does have a bit of a Wickerman, Wickerman well, feeling about I think it. I was, when you said horror, and I was like, oh yeah, I was feeling mm. like I did get the Wickerman vibe. Yeah. Also, and this kind of when it talking about the, how quick, um, how many people saw it, it, it reminded me a lot of like Shallow Grave as well. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking when Shallow Grave came out, the people in the know like really knew it, like this is fucking brilliant. But then I, I'm not sure how many people actually outside of that were interested in that. I'm method. not in the know. Yeah, well, this yeah. is it. Danny Boyle early film before Train Spotting. Have you heard of Train Spotting? I have. I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> and another Scottish. Too. Scottish. That's set in Edinburgh, is it? Tra- uh, train Spotting. No. Um, Shallow Shallow Shallow. Shallow. No, no, it's not actually. I think it was right. Scotland. Yeah, yeah Scotland. I can't remember what it was. in a city. Um, um, but yeah, and this is very psychological too. It's not your. And you can sort of imagine being in that situation yourself and what would you do? Yeah. And it's just about the unconscious eating at you and it destroys these two men yeah what at what point uh ben was the the sense of foreboding when that first presents itself in this well the thing is like the i actually gonna come on to like chatting about the music a bit it's, it's used really Why? sparingly <laughs> 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 um <laughs> it's used it's used really sparingly. <laughs> yeah no rebuttal Thank god yeah. <laughs> don't hear much of it yeah um yeah there's like an opening thing and it's like uh when they're driving through all that beautiful landscape and uh, there's just a slight sense of like oh they're 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 gonna get into something here yeah um but the music's also really beautiful but then sort of as the first half of the film goes on there's like very little music to like score those tense moments and i think that's a very clever decision from it, whether it's you and the director just doesn't need it because it's so well acted but yeah the first sort of tense moments those like kind of uh local pub scenes yes. like when they walk in it's a bit like um american werewolf in london yeah. like they open another, the door and it's like that's another touch point tumbleweed. yeah and you see all these looks that they're getting it's yeah. just the eyes of these actors, yeah. you know, staring at these strangers that have just walked into the pub. You just yeah. get this feeling. <laughs> so I was like, no. It's when the two two ladies walked in, and I was like, "Don't talk to the local ladies." You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. trouble. The only yeah. two young ladies, yeah. like in the whole village. It's a suffocating watch. I just think when people watch it, they just think, "Oh, yeah. and you can't you get out know of it." Something's coming, yeah. but you're not quite sure what. Yeah. And then you're like, "Oh, there's guns involved." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it did well. Well, I think Vaughny. What was the other chap called Vaughan? And Marcus. Marcus, yeah. Because yeah. you could see, you know, in the yin, the yin and yang of those two, that Marcus yeah. is one side and, and Vaughan is definitely the other. And you could see, like, straight away, there's two girls there. 
Vaughan is very happy with his life and his um, girlfriend. I'm not sure, or his, or his uh, partner. You're not sure whether Marcus has got a relationship in the back, but mm. you know he still goes off with this girl, even against his own better advice and the warnings of the of the locals. Yeah. Um, Vaughan is happy to entertain the other lady, but you know, quickly just just yeah. say, you know, I'm not interested in having any any more any fun with you. Yeah. Um, and that kind of sets out the stall for their kind of characters in a way yeah. going yeah. forward. Yeah. And that plays out time and time again in the story. Um, and that the yeah. incident where where the, he does unfortunately shoots um, the child, um, Vaughn yeah. wants to fess up quite quickly and like, yeah. try and get it sorted. Marx is the one that yeah kills the kills the father yeah. or the adult there, and then turns it into a let's let's dig this let's dig a hole, throw them in there, and yeah, um, try and get away with it kind of thing. And it becomes yeah. Then there's so many other twists and other little turns and other little things to. Yeah, I was going to say, you also get the impression that Vaughn is kind of like, I'm only really going on holiday for him yeah, because I can't say no. Yeah. And he doesn't really want to be there. And as each thing kind of escalates, you can just kind of, you just know that he's just thinking, fuck, I don't want to be here. I shouldn't <laughs> be here. Why, why have I ended up in this situation? And you, that is also, it makes it really uncomfortable from that way because you just know that, this yeah. is probably going to affect what happens in in the future. Hmm. There's okay. a bit of a backstory with them as well that they sort of touch on a little bit when they, they both went to boarding school together and yeah. um, they were there for each other and I think Vaughan feels he owes something to Marcus for protecting him. and um, So yeah, so there's all of that guilt, constant guilt. Guilt that yeah. plays into it. Yeah, yeah, Marcus is like quite a strong character and sort of bullies Vaughn into these situations. Mm. And yeah, you see it like he just sort of from the beginning doesn't want to be on this holiday. He goes <laughs> and then it's that thing of like we need to tell everyone and, and uh, Marcus just bullies him into it. Basically, it seemed like would get violent if yeah. Vaughn didn't kind of go along with it all. And yeah, as you say, like he's just regretting everything yeah. from every every stage of it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the kind of set up with Marcus having fun with the young lady then turns into their downfall again. It's like yeah. it is. I guess when you when you did say um, Helen, the horror tropes is when you watch a horror film, you're like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't do that, yeah. mate. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So their the only sort of method of transport away from the the ice, the very very isolated area, mm. is taken away from them because of a a very small silly mistake that someone was warned against. Yeah. So yeah. this is another thing that he's done and you can just see Vaughn going, if you'd not done that, we would have <laughs> yeah. had the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually that moment where they slash the tyres, it's because he'd given coke and like had sex with this uh, this girl who is this angry man's best friend's daughter. He wanted to kill him at that stage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't know at this point that he has like killed two people. They have killed two people in their community. It's like you know because yeah. he holds him up against the car yeah and he's like like why did you do it why did you do it and like they're just like how did they know so quickly and he's like you gave a coke it's like <laughs> oh yep. we also killed oh, uh yeah. <laughs> two people as yeah. well whilst we're confessing and then there's the um the, the bonfire that they keep saying you need to stay for yeah you need yeah. to stay for this bonfire and you're there going they're gonna like just put them it. in a, in a wicker man or yeah. something or is something gonna happen there and then there's there's different moments throughout it when you think they've been rumbled and they think they've been rumbled yeah. and they haven't. And there's either like a moment of hospitality or they're called on for help. And you're just thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, 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 
but what is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, I really, really enjoyed um, the beautiful setting as well when they're they're in the woods and they're sort of driving through the landscapes. Um, you know, it's a really beautiful setting, but also it's not quite an advert for going on holiday to a rural <laughs> part of, <No>. of Scotland. <laughs> um, yeah, which is obviously very fictionalised and not at all what it would be like yeah. if you went in a very, very, very remote area. I was also shooting. Th- I was also thinking hot fuzz at some points. Yes. Yeah. The greater good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're a weird community. Yeah. Like, what was your t- take on it? Like, from maybe reading the script, they talk about, like, back in the old days, we would have just, like, done this or done that. Yeah. Like, you know, we need to sort the situation out ourselves. Yeah, like, well, they are they refuse, all murderers? Like, Well, they get refuse to get the police involved. Yeah. Like, the real poli- They talk about the real police. Yeah. They want to police it themselves, and they're a real sort of ancient community yeah. a vibe about them very tribal and that's where the fear comes in you yeah. think well these there is no law here it's a law unto themselves and you know they're going to take it out on these <laughs> yeah. men um, and, but they talk about um, how this village uh, is going down you know there's no no more tourism yeah. and there are other places that are built up and taking the hunting and taking the tourism so it's quite a deprived village now so people are a little bit desperate it's quite poor so do you think that was one of the main drivers for not just calling the police in because with horror films you, you continue to see people taking oh, making yeah, decisions no, that you yeah. think well just call the police yeah. they'll deal with them <laughs> exactly. and and then you're fine but you're like oh no well, yeah. let's kill them yeah. sorry what <laughs> but even with what? the police you sort of don't want them to call the police because then these guys will end up in jail you know yeah. Vaughan and, and oh. he, you've, you've sort of grown as fondness towards Vaughan and even yeah. Marcus a little bit you think oh because he's, he's starting to sweat and feel the guilt himself when he starts to feel a bit of the guilt yeah and, you think, and admits oh, that it was wrong and you really sort want of. them to get away yeah. <laughs> yeah for most of it you're just like yeah take Marcus yeah. do what you want with yeah. him <laughs> well that's I mean that is what happens um <laughs> yeah talk a bit about Marcus uh in a bit but I, in terms of the, of the village locals and Logan was the the main kind of protagonist yeah. and um, person on their side his main rage seemed to be for the most part that cocaine was brought into this village mm. um and you kind of you can side with him you can, yeah. I think he's, yeah. he's a genuinely nice guy and when confronted yeah. Yeah. with a you know a horde of people that say let's kill him let's kill them he's yeah. like the, the one voice of reason which yeah. is insane yeah. yeah you kind of get the impression that um he had done something quite heroic in the past and th- mm. you know they they all kind of look up to him and you know is the voice of reason yeah. as the only one who can convince the mad ones that yeah. don't kill him yeah. yeah he's sort of the appointed leader yeah. of the village and people respect him and yeah yeah it's strange. thank god for logan yeah, I love Logan. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a quick film without Very Logan. Quick. They would have yeah. killed him with the cocaine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, right from the start, Logan was there as a friend. Um, I think the one decision that they made that I would have made is you, you suddenly turn up to the pub and this guy saying, "I'll take you out tomorrow." I'm like, no, I think we're we're kind of fine by ourselves because we don't know who you are, yeah. weird weird man who's yeah. talking to us. Yeah. Um, but then. He he is presented as the nice guy. Generally, you know, yeah. invites him to dinner. But also, the, you, you're not sure if there's an ulterior motive there. But there isn't with Logan. There genuinely isn't because yeah. everyone else who seems to have something against them present themselves as such very very quickly. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't touch those girls. Don't yeah. don't do this. Don't do that straight away. But Logan is genuinely, uh, yeah, 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 genuine, a gentleman. But then he also has an interest in Marcus, a specific one, because Marcus he learns as a property developer mm. and can bring. Um, development yeah potential yeah. to the village 
So I think yeah. he suddenly starts to roll out the red oh, carpet so a little that's bit where more. His yeah. yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. They exchange cards. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they kind of see them come in and think, you know, there's a potential to get money from the city. Yeah. 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 <laughs> little do they know. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about the uncovering of the dead bodies through to Marcus? Oh, man. Ben, do you want to take this, take this out with us? <laughs> when they get asked to join the search. Yeah. Because they, they, they basically, they're, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweat everywhere. So it's like the, um, yeah, the, the, the villagers, the, the locals have discovered that these two people have been missing for too long. And they put together a search party and at this bonfire, they invite Marcus and Vaughn along and you're just like you know this is just nail biting yeah. moments they're like mm. we've tried we're like they're in the cars in a convoy they've joined the search and it's like we've gone past it we're fine like uh like a sense of relief but then they stop at this spot and then they bring dogs <laughs> and they're just like oh fuck like and then and the dog's got scent long. yeah 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 that's a vicious dog yeah oh yeah <laughs> a nibbly dog and uh they yeah yeah, they they they. In fact, it's beautifully shot, like dark, muddy scene, and it's just like really kind of visceral, like um, panic and fear, and like I don't know. And they're, filth. they're standing and watching as well. Yeah, yeah and everyone moment. else is digging, and they're just standing there. And you think, do, yeah. do you want to go and pretend to join in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it looks a bit it. obvious yeah. now. Yeah. You've kept this pretense up for so yeah. long now. Yeah. You might as well like start, <laughs> start like digging. Oh no! Oh, yeah. there's dead bodies there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder sorry. how they got there. Okay, well, let's go home now. Now our car's fixed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't help you guys anymore. <laughs> and and then obviously they've, yeah. they've been in the ground for a couple of days. And what we didn't say is that, so the the thing why they don't, one of the reasons they don't go to the police is because Vaughn has shot the child with Marcus's gun. Mm. Yes. And the bullet has not exited the child. And therefore, if they went to the police or if they left them there, they'd be able to trace it back to his gun. So what he does is decides to retrieve the bullet. Does he actually retrieve it? I didn't. I, I, I think so. Retrieves it. Oh, does, yeah. does retrieve it. Which is when they recover the the bodies, it really freaks them out. Sure. Yeah. And why the That's bag is gross. dripping with blood. Yeah. And the the, 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 the knife and and everything. Yeah. They so go some pretty extreme they lengths they to cover their tracks. Very quickly. Like, mm. But I guess if you're going heavy. on a holiday to shoot beautiful animals. Yeah, when you can quickly yeah. flick to yeah. Yeah. get in that dark in one go. I don't know. I've never yeah. killed an animal. I mean, this is part of the problem, isn't it? Because they are presented as nice guys. Uh, well, certainly Vaughn is, you know, the the, the nice kind of proto-doting father, if everything goes right, or everything goes according to plan. But at the same time, they're out to shoot animals. Mm. And I, I mean, I saw the Louis III documentary about the big game hunters, um, and I just thought every single person came out poorly out of that. And I'm, I don't see... I just don't see that attraction really. I don't know if yeah. you guys are hunters or anything. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Only on a Tuesday. She left yeah. an arrow at yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends said, let's go to the woods and let's hunt animals. So we're like, why Not exactly? Really. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah. I've seen too many films about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. We're not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> um, the choice at the end, and with, uh, with Vaughn and Marcus, what, what would you make of that? that was, for me, that was pretty tense. Oh, at the very, very end, when Vaughn is given an ultimatum, yeah, know, either die or shoot my best friend. Um, yeah, because <laughs> that yeah. that's how they solve like problems. There, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're going to let it. you go, yeah. but you need yeah. to do this. There's a price. Yeah, yeah it's quite biblical. And, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it sort of has to end like that, I think, the film, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Vaughn uh, comes out because he's the good guy, so we are rooting for him. But um, you also really don't want to see him shoot his best friend. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's come out with uh, two, two deaths under his... Uh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um and it's his best friend. He's known him since childhood. And then how does he live with that? And that's the whole ending is that he doesn't can't live with it yeah. and he's haunted yeah. forever. And, oh yeah, uh, that's it. you see him at the end, he can't yeah. can't go to sleep. Can't shake it. Yeah. And he's in, does he name his baby Marcus? Or have I made that I up? I think you've made that up, but what a great ending. Yeah. Oh, right. I'm gonna call Matt right now. <laughs> Can we just yeah. that's I mean guys, that sounds horrific. Why would you call? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to exactly. name you after, yeah. my, after my best friend that yeah. I shot yeah. Yeah. in the face. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad yeah, idea. Bad, bad idea. And the sort of the sort of Logan comes into it again and, and just sort of says, "Don't tell your wife anything. And like yeah. keep your yeah. story simple." Yeah. He just went off. Yeah. Yeah. And his wife's like, "So what happened? Oh, Why do you look yeah. like hell? Yeah. Why yeah. are you covered yeah. in blood? Yeah. And where's Marcus? Yeah. Um, he, he went, went north. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went north. Yeah. Cool. With that, guys, should we head to the scores? Yeah. Let's go to the scores. So, welcome to the spreadsheet of dreams. All of our scores are out of five. You can have decimal places if you wish. Um, the lowest score you can go to is a zero, no minuses. And we will start with you, Ben. Your mm-hmm. recommendability score, please. I would go for a 4.4. 4.4? Yeah. Strong. Strong start. I think it's good. Pretty great film. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, how can I not be biased? <laughs> I love this film. I love it. And um, yeah. I've got to give it a five. Can I give it a five? Of course. Yes, well, of course you can. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's completely your choice. I basically recommend yeah. it to everybody. So, yeah, yeah. it's a five. Well, that's me. it. It's a recommendability. Well, yeah. as I, as as I that, say. We, as we, that made up word. Yeah. yeah. But I think Helen and I interpret it a bit differently. But for me, if, if there's more caveats to you should watch it, but then it takes yeah. points away from it. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's, what I, that's that. how I see it. Mm. Uh, no, but it's, it's, uh, Helen, Helen interprets it differently. And I think every, however you interpret that is absolutely fine. Well, I'm always keen to recommend it because I get excited by it. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with my five. Sure. Um, I, I'm not going to go as high, but I'm going to give it a, a strong four. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought um, it was really well paced, um, really atmospheric. And, you know, for a relatively kind of small film in mm. comparison to a lot of films that come out, um, you know, um, first time director, kind of unknown actors. Um, it's, you know, it's a really, really strong film and great that Netflix are supporting it. Um, but given that there are a lot of people who will not get over a kid being shot in the head in a film. I think we need more <laughs> of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, need a lot more kids being shot. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and because it's not, it's not kind of a, a, a typical horror, I think it would probably disappoint some hardcore horror fans that maybe mm. it wasn't that. So, um, you know, a, a strong four from me. Um, I'm going to go for a, a 4.1. I think it's a super strong film. I think it's oppressive. Oppressive nature will, is the thing that will put people off. Uh, oh, sorry, that will make it hard for me to recommend um, in a blanket. To some people. Yeah, yeah. to some people. Um there's some tough choices to be made. There's some hor- like horror tropes and there's some horrible things that happen, which are 
tough to watch. Um, and for those reasons, that's why it's a 4.1. But I think it's a, it's a cracking film, cracking little film. It's doing well. Nice. A repeat viewing score. Ben. Start with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen this film like four times. Wow. Oh, really? so, yeah. When did this come out? Uh, well, you'll know. A year won't you? ago. Yeah, last year. A year? Yeah. yeah. Is that when oh, it landed on longer. Netflix or when it was first released in the festivals? Uh, Edinburgh last year, last June. Okay. Yeah. I th- two, was it? Last year. God, I'm going so crazy. I've watched it four times in like a year. Yeah, yeah. wow. It, That's weird. Do you not want to watch <laughs> anything else? Or is, is <laughs> yeah, I just got it on repeat. Just loop it Hidden gems whilst just, I'm sleeping. Hidden Gems yeah. just brings up one film yeah. each time. Okay. <laughs> Hidden Gem. Um, yeah, it's great. I think it's really good. Uh, just the stress of the whole thing is quite <laughs> like cathartic. I don't know. It's just such an intense film. I think yeah. the stress of it is a good phrase. Yeah. Yeah. The stress of it. Uh, so what's, what's, what oh yeah, you score. Give you want numbers, don't you? I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, four. Words. Do you know what? I'm gonna go higher to five because I've seen it so many times. It's like yeah. that'd be insane. Already, yeah. yeah. So explain repeat viewing. Is that how many times you could watch it? Yeah, and how well oh, do you oh. think it lends to being watched repeatedly? So, for example, we're, we're, when we do documentaries, quite often it has a very low repeat viewing score right. because once you've watched the documentary, you tend to have yeah. got everything out of it. Whereas mm. some other films, you know, you could just go home, put on and go, yeah, I'm going to get yeah. into the groove with that. And that would be a high score. Yeah. But also there's things like Inception for yourself where there's like lots of layers to it. So like, I need to watch this again because I know there's lots of stuff right. I missed. So there's... Ooh. Yeah, so I think Calibre is strong for that. And like you say, it's beautifully shot. There's so many elements and the acting is great and the music's amazing. Um, but the, <laughs> but I think my mum and a whole bunch of my friends have seen it yeah. and they've all cursed me for putting them through it. They've all said they loved it, but they couldn't see it again. Sure. So I would put it, bring it down to 4.3. I was surprised. Not it's a tough one. Sorry, bring it down to. That's not. That's not. Yeah. That's oh not right, no. Yeah. But from my five before, okay. <laughs> I'm coming down a bit. Helen. Uh, so, um, yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I don't know how quick I'm going to be to um, go through it again. Um, it's quite an up and down experience. But I wouldn't say no if someone was like, "Oh, I've not seen this before. Would you want to watch it?" And um, yeah, I'm going to go down the middle. Two point five. Two point five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to join you on the 2.5. I think it's just now I've seen it. I don't. I'm not sure there, there are that many layers to it. Um, maybe I'll probably try and watch the first kind of 20 minutes again to see what it's the locals were doing then and how they then played out in the in the kind of um, horde at the end when they were when they were chasing them and everything like that. Because I can't really remember who was doing what. Um, was the was the guy who wanted to kill him who slashed his ties? Was he there in the pub in the first night or? Uh, he wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So they yeah. so had people that came afterwards. So yeah. It'd be nice to see who was in the pub. I and think who, who then played out when he got warned in the pub. They yeah. were warning him about him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, don't go near that lassie yes. because of this like bear of a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an angry guy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from that. Um, yeah. So two point five. I will watch it again at some point, but it's not going to be my go-to. No. I might struggle to fit it in four times in a year. Yeah. Like yeah. family round. It's easy. Yeah. Come on, kids. Come on, yeah. kids. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas dinner. Christmas dinner. Um, before we go to the small screen score, I want to yeah, ask that scene where 
the the oppressive the um the, the choice at the end the ultimatum what was that like to score a, was the music over that no no it was just kind of blank yeah i don't i think there's a lot of there's music some... during the chase yeah and then the confession while vaughn is confessing, confessing. everything okay yeah all the dialogue goes silence and you, silent and you just have music to carry you through. So by the time that's finished, then you've got that next scene. It was just much more powerful to have it, to have it. raw. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, amazing. W- were those choices, how were they down to yourself or Matt and the editor? Uh, was the where to Matt play the and music? the editor. And then I spotted it um, with Matt after that and yeah. just agreed or would suggest other places for music. So it was very collaborative. Nice. Yeah. yeah it's good to see how the process works with that. Do you want to yeah. get into music? Uh, sorry, music. Do you, want, do you want to get into music? Do you want to get into film um, soundtrack and the composition in, in the future? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. It's an interesting world, especially now. Like Anne was saying, there's lots of different ways you can do it. You don't have to be a John Williams nowadays. Mm. Yeah, to make a interesting career out of it. And like Anne does so many cool projects, varied projects. Yeah. Um, Ben's being very modest because he's a fabulous <laughs> composer from what I've heard <laughs> stop it please it's um, quite, it is quite surprising how much the quote unquote Hollywood film industry is underpinned by the UK so mm. a lot of actors who you think I mean John Krasinski is like bassist over here for example but he's married to Emily Blunt so kind of but there's a lot yeah. of actors who actually live here that you think of as LA actors and directors live over here as well because we've got Pinewood and got all that kind of stuff going on here yeah um, even Cardiff. So for you guys living in London, that's got to be a, a great spot for you to kind of pick up those things and pick up the vibe and yeah. uh, hopefully seems, leave. Seems to be a, like a healthy place yeah. to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's, there's lots lot of things on. to get involved with. Like, yeah. yeah, a big network, lots of production companies. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and agencies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, small screen score. Um, yeah, um, because of the sort of sparseness of music um i think like so many moments of silence you need actually good sound Mm. to enjoy like the those like silent sort of uh yeah just really still placid moments and also those really tense moments where like there's a rage or like just your heart's pounding inside but there's no score so like on a phone through phone speakers i don't think you'd really get much of a like uh much of a experience um but like at home, TV, decent sound system, probably be all right. Um, yeah, maybe like a three and a half. Yeah, I've I've yeah, watched it four times at three home on half, my screen. Yeah. yeah. Did you see it in, in a sort of cinema setting for the first well, time? Or? Did it? Did you say it went straight to Netflix? Because that's all they I've had, ever known of it. Um, oh, the festival you say in the festival circuit. Uh, they had a yeah. festival viewing and they had um, a short run in London. Yeah. About a couple of weeks, and around the UK actually and yeah I went to see it at one of those cinemas and it was, was it a, a, a totally cin- different experience was it a Curzon uh, yeah, yeah and it was amazing the sound was really good yeah. like you say because there's a lot of sound design and still music and haunting voices and things that really popped through at the cinema um, and just the whole experience just yeah, it's better. I mean, it's like definitely most improved. films are, yeah. but this one in particular was yeah. brilliant at the I'm going to go one now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm joking. And small screen score. Oh, yeah. God, that's really hard. Because, I mean, it is, it is a, I think it's strong enough to hold its own on the small screen as well. But at the big cinema, oh, I'd say I'm going to go with Ben 3.5. Cool. Helen? Um, I'm going to give it a four. Um, 
obviously not had the opportunity to see it at the cinema, but I think if you've got a decent sized TV um, with good sound, or if you're watching like on your laptop, if you've got headphones and the, the setting is right, um, it's great. And also, again, um, you know, this is one of the reasons we say we do the podcast is it's a great film that we weren't aware of and it is available on Netflix and they're supporting um, projects like that. But um, I mean, I always say that the shared cinema experience of horror is great fun. So it loses a, a point f- for that. So you are straight down the horror, horror track? Well, I saw Midsummer um, okay. and enjoyed that very much at the cinema. That's good watching horror. Um, with people mm. is they like ah! and they grab you yeah I'm going to go for a 4.5 here I I really enjoyed it on small screen I'm not sure I mean as as we stand now um, The Matrix has just been re- re-released I've never seen it on the big screen I'm like, like my body's aching to see it yeah. on the big screen um, if Shallow Grave had been re-released I'm sure, I'm sure it will be at some point I'd be like do I want to see that again on the big screen, don't want to see on the big screen. No, but I don't think so. So I'm putting this more down the shallow grave kind of part. Now, now I've seen it. It's like, do I want to see it on the big screen? I don't really think so. I think I've got everything I need out of out of the experience. Um, so, but that for this for our podcast means it's going to be quite high at four point five. Great. Um, okay, engagement score. Oh, very engaged. Mm. Yeah, just like gripped the whole way through because their performances are great and just the situation is just ridiculous but also you <laughs> you could see how like if you were to go on a hunting trip you could get yourself in that situation don't yeah. go on a hunting trip i won't stop I cancel hunting it. people i think you know i've seen fil- a film before where a similar thing happens or something deliverance i haven't seen that one mm. well, well i couldn't think what it was it doesn't that happen in deliverance but it's, on, uh, yeah on the director was deliverance and yeah yeah but the, uh, so the, the score I've gone for is five. <laughs> yeah. Just check. Uh, five. Yes, five. Five. Anne. Definitely five for me. Um, I think once you start watching and that the incident happens in 15 minutes, you're hooked. Yeah. And that's what the feedback I've been getting from everybody as well is that they couldn't let go. And you've just got to go with the ride, <laughs> whether you want to or not. That's in you, you've, you know, you've dived fully in or you're out you've, at that point. Yeah, right? you've dived in. And when I read the script, I felt the same way. I just sure. had to keep reading to the end. I just gobbled it up. So I think it translates that way as well on the screen. Helen? I'm also going to go for a five. Um, I mean, you're just so engaged because you're like, what can possibly happen next? Yeah. What awful thing, what decision are they going to make and what are the consequences of this? Um, it's an hour and 41 minutes, so it's a little bit longer than my ideal runtime, but it doesn't it doesn't feel long, it doesn't sag. It's really well paced with the kind of tension and kind of moments of what the fuck? Um, so yeah, five. Yeah, I'm also going to go for five. Um, I like films whereby I can't second guess it. And even though I wasn't particularly trying to second guess it, I was like, okay, well, so, oh, we shot the kid, fine, okay, okay, so that means they're going to do X, oh, no, okay, oh, they haven't escaped, oh, so I think at some point I thought they were going to escape and then they were going to get tracked down, and the fact that, you know, all these different things happened to how I imagined it was going to play out, racks you in and keeps you keeps you wrapped in there. Uh, so super strong um, engagement score of five. So that gives an overall score of 4.206. Two five, uh, which is decent. Yeah, that's strong that one. <laughs> uh, 
everything over, mm-hmm. everything over four is pretty is pretty strong. Uh, so what we do at if you visit us, if you follow us on 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 Twitter at FlixWatcherPod, we always put a shout out before we do a record. Um, and in this case, saying we're reviewing Calibre with ETM Pod. That's yourself, Ben. Yes. And uh, and the Keaton. That's how you say it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just double checking. And nicotine. And nicotine. <laughs> Darn it. You got it. Right. And nicotine. But in the practice. you got the right letters it. in the right yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just and, see on Twitter. And uh, yeah, ask people, have you seen it? And tell your thoughts now on a shout out on Flixwatcher. And we got a couple of responses. I wasn't holding out much hope. I, um, I didn't think people were going to respond to it. So Ben, do you want to take the first uh, response? Yeah, a big 2.5 stars from the Countdown pod. Uh, we uh, would have been 3.5 had the trailer uh, for it not spoiled everything short of the last no. 10 minutes. Does yeah. it? Netflix trailers are like annoying. Spoil they it? give away so much. No. I think they, really? they have to have that big sounder, don't they? They have to like get people yeah. really hooked in because I think with Netflix, it's too easy to go after 10 minutes think, no, nope, on, on to the next one, yeah. on to the next one. So I think they have to really try, but it's still it's harsh though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do you want to take the last one? A riveting film that works as a suspenseful thriller and a tense character study. A smart script that is well-grounded and developed by director Matthew Palmer. One of the better Netflix original offerings that I've been critical of as of late. <laughs> three stars. Oh, three stars. I was yeah. like, where are the stars? <laughs> <laughs> those, those three gold ones. I thought they might have been a bit higher from that scene. As yeah. You know, yeah. The, I don't think their star reflection quite... That was, that was like text. the last four star yeah. chat. <laughs> so yeah, um, four point something something. I'm, we're off the, we're off the spreadsheet now. Four point two oh two. Four point two oh six two five, wasn't it? Um, oh, okay. So yeah, so, yeah can you? Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having can us. Can you sign off by telling everyone who's listening uh, where they can find you online and the the things that you do so they can keep an eye out for you. Uh, yep, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, which is at etmpod, and Excuse the Mess is available on all the usual podcast platforms. Uh, you can visit the website, which is uh, excusethemesspodcast.com, I hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's an Instagram. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself? Um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not very good at tweeting, but I do tweet once in a while, uh, at Nicotin. But you have your you have a website. I've got my own website. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. uh, <laughs> that means I'm very important. Uh, um Facebook, not very good. Don't worry about that. Head to head to your website. Head to my website. Yeah. There's stuff you can listen to there. SoundCloud and whatever. Yeah. And very busy scoring amazing films. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you very Thanks much, guys. Thank Cheers. you for having me. Thank bye. you. Cheers. Bye bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you <laughs> <laughs>